Hello everybody and welcome to Water or Wine Time with Megan Weaver. Love, life, and entertainment. Woo! Yeah, buddy. Hi guys. Alright, so we are broadcasting live on Periscope. Second time doing this. Bam. Crystal bubbling. Yep. Bam. In bam. the building. Or Crystal. Well, you know. You know, depending on... If the... you classy, it's Crystal. Oh, Crystal. Yeah. If you regular, it's Crystal. It's Crystal. It's okay. Crystal. It's alright. Alright guys, so we actually have a little beverage. We're at, in Hollywood right now. Look at this. I built this up. Mm-hmm. I made yes. this. You know, this is my construction. Or, or, it's, or it's Gorilla and we just bust in this. We did. But we we did. ain't scared. We ain't scared. We ain't scared. This HBCU right here. Don't we do what we want. We go where we want. We ain't stopping nothing. I know. Let's not get too crunk because then they're going to be like, oh my God. security come up here. They're going to be like, it's a little too turned right. up in that they're section like, over there. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Officer. <laughs> I meant no disrespect. <laughs> I didn't mean to harm anything. I didn't, you know, we're just chilling. Right. You know, being a peaceful thing that we're doing exactly. over here. Exactly. Yeah. So since you know we are that gorilla style, mm -hmm. much your beverage. I do offer my beverages uh, to my guests. My beverage yes. is the finest and classiest whiskey and ginger <laughs> in a cup from a coffee shop. From a coffee shop. So I told her, I said, you know what? Bring a cup of ice. Boom. And I will provide the beverage. Boom. I appreciate it. There it is. <laughs> so far, this is the best interview of my life. Okay. How many people do you get interviewed by or interview you that provide none? A turn up drink. None. Most of the times it's like water. Water. Like they, water. Want you, they want you to be hydrated. Yeah, water. But you need people liquor Tea. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit of coffee. Right. But I'm like, no, let's get let's get the hardcore let's get stuff. Get it turned up. Let's turn it up. I'm all for it. So if you hear a little music too in the background or people, well, I've hired them. It's ambiance. It's ambiance. I've hired them it's nuance. To, to walk around, you know. Like you ain't never seen a podcast like this. Like I hired them. Those are extras. Those are extras. <laughs> Background. Background. Non-union. 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 Getting no sag over here. That's right. That's right. Okay, so just so people know mm -hmm. a little bit about you and what you've been working on. Last year, you worked on Candidly Nicole. Yeah. You know, we should have eloped. I'm like, yes. I hope my fiance doesn't say that because I don't want to elope. Well, you know what? The thing about that is you shouldn't elope mm -hmm. because you owe it to your parents right yeah their, their whole life they had a girl they want the whole princess thing mm -hmm. um, but that show was about disaster weddings mm. so that's why people were like we should have eloped and like ours the the show the wedding we were doing like the DJ equipment caught on fire in the reception oh my God. of course it wound up raining that day so everybody was like drenched it was a torrential downpour but you won't have those issues because oh, no. you live in sunny LA so it's always like beautiful so these are people who have these horrible weddings, mm -hmm. and pretty much after they have these horrible weddings, it's like, damn it, should have eloped. We should have eloped. Should have just got in the car, Dang. gunned it to Vegas, and done it that way. Oh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And how was it working with Nicole Richie? She. I feel like we haven't seen her in a while. Right, right. So it's like, where have you been? Where does she, what is she doing now? It was awesome. Well, you know, she has like she's married. She's got kids. She has her fashion line, and it was awesome. And she's like really, really funny. Hmm. So like the whole thing uh, also is she's a big Beverly Hills 90210 fan mm. like like Stan like knows uncanny deep detailed information about it. So I was working on a the 90210 which mm. is a tour around Beverly Hills that highlights spots that they filmed in or used or yeah. alluded to, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and no, but she's like really funny and she was like cracking jokes and taking the mic and huh. really down to earth and sweet. She's just stick skinny but you know I would imagine she's like super hella skinny she I is I feel like a lot of people well not a lot but you know certain you know actresses and actors when you see them on TV right. you know they look healthy right and then when you see them in real life it's like ooh you look like I could just flip yeah. you over and just fall down well you know Nicole had uh, battled like drug abuse yeah, and eating had disorder an and everything mm -hmm. but she's like good now she's you know she's doing well she's really sweet a lot of fun mm -hmm. and she's hilarious like She's really just goofy and funny and silly, and it was awesome. Yeah. And in what capacity did you work on that show? Um, I was the tour guide. The 90, it was called 90210. Uh -huh. So I was a tour guide, and we kind of, like, mixed it up a little bit and, you know, played off of each other. And, you know, I was just, like, highlighting the sights and stuff. Some of her friends are a little rowdy. They were, like, mm -hmm. her little sister, she brought her little sister and her sister's friend. They were, like, not into it. They were, like, this is the old people stuff. I want my iPhone back. Why are we talking about beepers? You wow. know, she was trying to like, you know, get them hip to like what was going on in the 90s and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were like, ah, I don't care. I need to be on Twitter. Like, like uh, what's going on yeah, my Twitter? Exactly. I need to see what my file. I need to post something really quick. 
selfie. It's exactly. like really yeah. focus. Right. For like just a little focus, bit. Focus, learn something. You could do, learn find. something. Yes. It's your family. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. have a, like a relationship. Exactly. When, uh, with your electronic piece and then your phone or whatever, just separate exactly. for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also do a lot of comedy. I do. Yes, I Second do. City. You yeah, do perform man. there. You I have see. a show coming up in August, which will come by, like, be here any minute. Yeah, the I web series in, is in August. Okay, the web series is, is in, in August. August. Yeah. Got it. I have a show at the Second City, August, uh, April 26th. April 26th. Yeah. I wrote August. Don't judge me. It's all. okay. I wrote, it was an A. She had some Red Bull. Red Bull yeah, I did have too. a little Red Bull. I, you know, I, I just April, little, August, same thing. I'm like, April, August, you know, tomato, tomato. Same thing, right? It's a yeah. month. It's a month, and it starts with an A. Yeah. So, um, how long have you been performing with Second City? Um, for four years now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I, when I moved to L.A., I used to work in radio. Okay. And then when I moved to L.A., I was working in production, and I've always been the kid that, like, stayed up to watch SCTV or, mm. like, Mad TV, Saturday Night Live. And when I first came out here, I was, like, I drove by um, UCB. I was like, I'm going to check that out, right? Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I drove by Second City, like, on my, you know, when you get into a new town, you drive around, get acclimated. But I've always, like, I saw a Second City show in Vegas years ago. And I was like, if I'm ever in a city where they have a Second City, I'm going to Second City. And then I saw it on Hollywood Boulevard. I was like, ah! And so I went there, and I graduated from their conservatory, and I've taken more classes. And I'm just, like, the super senior that will not leave campus. Because I love like, it. Get out. I love it so much. They're like, yeah, flourish, grow, go to take classes elsewhere, give somebody else yeah. money. And I'm like, no, I love you guys. I'm not leaving. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm staying here forever. It's home. It's comfy. So I really, I really dig it. I really dig it. So can you still take classes there? Oh, you know, yeah, how does yeah. that work with Second City? Just in case for someone's interested, like, oh. Oh, yeah. We'll, well, they have a, the Improv Conservatory, mm-hmm. which to me is kind of like, it's like a high school and then like college of mm-hmm. improv. So mm-hmm. you take like fundamental classes and then you take classes that teach you like developing characters, developing your scene. And it's kind of short form. And at the end of that, you have a seven week uh, show. You have a seven a show that runs for seven weeks at mm-hmm. the Second City. Mm-hmm. After that, you're graduate of the conservatory. There's long form classes, writing classes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much. There's cl- they do clowning classes mm-hmm. where you learn, a, you know, all that. And, mm-hmm. and we have drop-ins every week, oh, twice a week. So if you just, you know, you're not sure you want to take a class, you can take a drop-in, which is two hours, get a little taste, and, and then go on about life. It. Yeah. You know what, Second City, I'm going to need you to pay me for this plug right now. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, yeah, you take classes. The conservatory is like 18 months if you do it straight through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, a really welcoming, open em- environment where you can learn improv and hone your sketch writing skills if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And their focus is like improv through grounded relationships and then building sketches through improv. Got so. it, got it. Now, you said you also went to... You drove past another I drove one. past UCB. I you didn't went, go to UCB. Oh, you didn't go in there? Nah. So what, like, said, was it because you saw Second City and you were like, oh, I'm not going to UCB? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved, because UCB had a television show for a little while. Mm-hmm. So when I saw UCB, I was like, oh, hex, yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like you're, you're, like when you go to college and you have your first choice. Your yeah, that choice. was your second choice. Yeah, that was my and second like, choice. Oh, but I got in my first choice, right. so I don't need my second choice. And I saw choice. UCB, I saw UCB first, and then, I'm sorry guys, I'm fidgeting because this bench is weird. <laughs> Just um, you guys see this a gate. Right. <laughs> we got gorilla style. Don't <laughs> saw, judge me. Okay. Don't U- judge us. Yeah. <laughs> I saw UCB first, um, but Second City was my first choice. So when I saw UCB, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to UCB. And then I drove by. I was like driving around the block. And I was like, oh, wait. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. No offense to UCB. I'm sure you guys are great. Amy Poehler, what up? And like, you know, Nicole Byer, all that. Uh, Slasher, Zemaida. They, oh, see, the whiskey is talking. <laughs> So she is the man. What? Who? I think the name was wrong. Yeah, yeah. But you know, big big ups to them. Um, and I'll probably take classes over there. We like that whole community. We take it's classes still, everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, what was your LA moment when, like, when you decided I'm moving out to LA? This is it. Like. How did that happen? Oh, your L.A. story. Ha, your move ha. to L.A. story. My move to L.A. story. It's such an L.A. story. This yes. is what people tell me anyway. I had worked um, as a casting associate on a television show in Charlotte. Mm. And all the production people were from L.A. 
and you know they were like loving with the work I was doing. They're like, oh my god, if you ever get out to LA, you're work so much and be so dope. And oh my god, you'd come to LA, like we love you. So um, the casting director on that show wound up getting fired from that show, coming back to LA. She got cat. She got hired to cast another show, huh. and she was like, well, "Crystal, if you can get out here, I will. I would love to have you on my team. Like you're awesome. Mm. Like you're awesome." And um, so my family was like, "Go, man! Like this is the op. She remembered you. She wants you out there." So packed up my car, took five days, drove across the country. Well, really, I partied across the country. Uh. Big shout out to my family in North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, Alabama, Mississippi. We had a good, I had a good time getting up wow. there. Wow. Uh, Arizona. Wait, you partied before you left? Or are you talking about no, in the group? in route. Like, uh, I see, see, you got How come I didn't know you before then? I would have been in the car. You I would have been partying. You so if you guys do a road trip, can you invite me, please? Yeah. Because I will, I will go. I want to yep. drive cross country. I'm, I might be doing it again. My, my little brother's thinking about moving out here. Okay. So if it goes down, I'll let you know. Let me know. But yeah, you drive, you, you had a plan. I drove no more than 12 hours okay. every day. Mm-hmm. And then I wound up crashing with people. So just almost every other state, every 12 hours, you like know? random people. No. Oh, okay. Friend. Actually, I did wind up crashing with one of my friends that I met on Twitter. Okay, so it's like but a random. Now, we're like so now you guys sisters. Yeah, like that's it was, funny. But y'all it was met awesome. on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Big shout out to KB Love Nine Hundred One. What's up, Christy? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, Noonie? That's like my my other family that's now. Like hilarious. It was awesome. My mom's like, you're staying with somebody you met on Twitter. I was like, yeah, why not? And she's like, baby, that's not, that's not yeah. safe. Like, they might kill me in my sleep, but they might not. So let's try it. Why not? I had a good time, and they were in um, Tennessee. Mm. So I got to go to Beale Street. I got to go to the uh, Civil Rights Museum, see where Dr. Yeah. King was shot. Like, I, they showed me a great time. So It's I'm, like, that was the best stop. Yeah. It was like Twitter, bringing friends together. Don't doubt Twitter, guys. Don't. But be safe. Yeah, it's not all Craigslist yeah. killer out there. Um, but you gotta know how to throw them hands just in case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got in the car, came out here, I worked with this lady for like a week and she fired me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait, why did she fire you? Uh, to this day I do not know. So when we were working on the other show in North Carolina and I walked into the office, she like she had shit all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this is now this is two thousand nine. So we're not as technically advanced as we were now, but we were way more than they were like they were doing old school casting like taping pictures to the wall with oh, sticky wow. notes and stuff and I came in with my little used I had just bought a MacBook off Craigslist I was like look if you give me a firewire I can digitize these and do this and we'll do a spreadsheet and we'll do a hard drive and give it to the producers yeah so we don't have to be here at four in the morning and and you know and the producers and the EP loved it and my plan and whatever so when she hired me I got out here and she's like I got everything set up and I was like what are you what do you mean everything set up and she showed me basically the system that I had taught her in North Carolina is what she was using out here mm. now that she had a system somebody gave her a, a blueprint so uh, I wound up getting to a conversation with her boss we found out we had the same birthday um, and then the next thing I know it was so funny because I was getting my hair done I'm like sitting in the chair getting ready to get my hair braided and I opened up our work email on my phone to like try and make some calls from the chair. And I see this email from her boss to her. She didn't know we shared the email account mm-hmm. saying we need to be on the phone to let Crystal go. Wow. So, so you didn't even find out directly. Mm-hmm. You had to find out indirectly that mm-hmm. you were about to get fired. As I was about to do some I was getting ready to do some work. <laughs> I was it's like, do I finish work. my work right. or do I just stop right now? So I called her boss and her boss was like, well, you know, I, I like you. I enjoy, you know, working with you or whatever. But the boss hadn't been in because she had been sick. Mm. So she was like, I kind of got to defer to her. You know, she's been there, whatever, and she says it's not a good fit. That's some L.A., if you ever hear that, guys, that's some L.A. shit. You're not a good fit. That means either you're smarter than me, I think you might take my job, or I just I just don't know what to do with you, so you're not a good fit. Um, so um, then I called the lady who hired me, had me drive out of the country, across the country. Yeah. Cussed her ass out. Yeah. Cussed her out. She was like, you can't talk to me like that. Mm. I was like, yeah, you can. Yeah, I can. You just... You're just a person in the street now. I don't have to be nice about it, like, you know. Um, but yeah, that that's that's it. And then my family was like, you know, if 
you you want to stay, you know, see what you can get popping. Go ahead, you mm. know. And um, it was 80 degrees here. Hmm. It was 30 degrees in New Jersey where I was from. So That's I was a, like, you know what, I'm just staying with I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here see what happens. And the next week I booked two TV shows. And then I didn't book anything for like seven months. Hmm. And then I got like a production job for like four months. That was great money. And then I didn't get anything for like five months. But that's like LA. It's like but that's peaks like and how, valleys. That's the nature of this business, you mm-hmm. know. So for people who are listening, people who are listening or watching, whatever, that sometimes you will have two things mm-hmm. or five things, yep. and then nothing, nothing. for like months, mm-hmm. maybe even a year. It all depends. Maybe even years. Mm-hmm. And you could be really hot, and then all of a sudden you're not. Exactly. I was watching um, Cold Case before I came here today, mm-hmm. and I can't, why can't I remember his name? Usually I know, but the guy that plays Cyrus Bean on Scandal uh, was yeah. on this episode of Cold Case. Like, this back in the day, with the full head of hair, you know? And, you know, and he's been, like, doing these bit parts, and I, it was just so funny because it was like, you know, actors work for years, mm-hmm. and it's always, like, for a long time until they get that big role, that reoccurring, you're like... Oh, you're that guy from that thing. Like, I remember that thing. Mm-hmm. That's also a documentary on Netflix, so you should watch that. It's good. Wait, which documentary? It's called That Guy from That Thing. Okay, That Guy from That Thing. That okay. Guy from That Thing. And it's really good, and it's, it's like, about, like, background and character actors. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like um, J.K. Wait, J.K. Rowling's is Harry Potter. The Harry Potter. So J.K. Simmons, the one that just won. Oh, uh, I was like Harry. Po- okay, yeah, I had to. Get, I was like J.K. Harry Potter lady J. was like doing her thing. Okay. Never, it was J.K. Simmons who just won the Oscar for Whiplash, and I feel like he's yeah. in that documentary too because um, you know he did a lot of character work mm-hmm. before he got Whiplash. And got it. All state or State Farm, whatever. Commercial. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. That guy. But yeah. yeah, that that dude, mm-hmm. the dude from that thing, you know. So go find yeah. him out. You seem like, oh, okay, you know that dude. Yeah. Okay, you said something really interesting when you mentioned, uh, <laughs> oh gosh, oh when you said you're not a good fit. Yeah. And then it's like either you're not. You're smarter, you're smarter than, than, them. than them. You know more than them. Ex- yeah. Or they're scared you're gonna take their job, or they just don't know what to do with you. So what do you do now? In that situation, knowing that, mm-hmm. so how do you trigger yourself when you're going when you're doing a job? Do you just still do? Hey, I'm gonna do great, you know, do, you know, what you know how to do best, mm-hmm. or do you just kind of bring it down depending on the situation, so you don't get fired, or just say, you know what, whatever, See? I'm gonna just do me. See, I'm Kanye with my shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, be great. I know I'm great. I'm gonna toot my own horn. I work hard. I study hard. I. I I put my best foot forward Mm -hmm. so I don't feel like anybody you should ever shrink yourself because somebody else is not as big as they could be or as big as they should be you know Mm -hmm. Um, so in that in that situation that my particular situation she was in the power in power to let me go Mm -hmm. it's fine that doesn't mean I give up that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I you know tuck my tail between my legs and run Mm -hmm. you keep going you're just like okay and I'm a firm believer in like what God has for you is for you. Mm-hmm. So that thing wasn't for me. And then there's always a situation where you lose one thing and another opportunity comes. Mm-hmm. I have never in my whole entire life, and I've been working since I was like 14 years old, eight if you count my mom's hair salon, right? Never in my entire life have I been fired. I was fired one time before I came to LA. I have been fired about five times since I've been to LA. Since I've been here working. And every time it's the same thing. It's like, what did I do? What rule did I break? What, was I unpleasant to a customer? Was I, what was it? And it's never, you did anything wrong. It's always just, you're not a good fit. We don't know what to do with you. But then like, you have stuff like I was working a job at a record store that I loved. I loved this record store. I loved the job. They let they fired me. Like just like I was not expecting it. They were like you took the notes we gave you and you were killing it, but you're just not a good fit, so we gotta let you go. So I was just like, it's like what does that mean? I don't even write. It's like you can't. But then, jobs. but then I get a call to be a stand-in for Shonda Rhimes. Mm, amen. On a print ad shot by Annie Leibovitz. Hello, I had my picture taken by Annie Leibovitz. You can Google Annie Leibovitz, honey. Queens, Queens doing real things. So, and then it was like, okay, well, if I had not got fired, 
I would have been like, I can't take that standing job because mm. I got to be at this job, you know? So you just have to know, you have to know what it is you want and you have to be fearless enough to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Because especially in the entertainment industry, like when I used to work in radio, I used to always say, I have a real job to support my radio habit. Because for a long time, I was part-time. I was only doing one shift a weekend. I wasn't getting appearance fees and stuff like that. So I was working at like Old Navy, Target, like two, three jobs. Mm -hmm. But you have to know that this is not how my story ends. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with Target or Old Navy or whatever. But if you feel like your story, my story is I'm gonna be an Oscar-winning actress, then you know that's how your story ends. So folding t-shirts and making caramel frat macchiatos, it doesn't hey. phase you because you know at the end of the day, this is just this is just a stop on my journey. It's not the destination. Mm-hmm. But you just keep going. Yeah. So what's your ultimate? I know you were saying Oscar-winning actress. Like, is that your goal? No. I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't put any stock in the Oscars. I don't like the way we've been treated. Mm. Okay. Okay. So they they're gonna be at my house later. Um, my goal is to, uh, I would, I would love for acting to be my full-time job. Okay. And I want to put out great art, great work. I want to make people laugh. I want to make people feel. Mm -hmm. And I want people to enjoy what I do. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, touch them, you know, like touch something in their souls, not Mm -hmm. like child molestation touching. Yeah. That sounds like real touchy feeling. (laughs) All right, so my phone's dying, but um, we're going to keep that going anyway. Okay. We're just going to ride it until Wait, it here. just like cuts off and I got a little charger. Well, there let me you break go. that out. Let me see what that does. <laughs> so we're going to continue while I'm looking for you this. You want me to hold it here? Oh, yeah, boom. I'll hold it. Oh, let's see. Oh, we're going to slide this. a little closer. Here we go. We're going to slide oh, that in there. Oh, she got the mofi. Let's what? just hope this works. I didn't that. really charge too much mm, today. Okay. So, um, yeah, we go from set life to this too, so I stay busy, but people who know me say, no, I stay busy and grinding. Okay, we got a little, we got a little blue dot. There you go. We got a little blue thing going. That works. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So, um, I know you said we're back. And we're back. So you talk about spreading the love and, you know, who are you spreading the love with? Who are you sharing your love, your cookies (laughs) with? Oh, nobody. These cookies are a bit no. Uh, <laughs> nobody, man. Her cookies you know, out there for you. Uh, LA is a weird. LA is a weird place to date. Okay, mm. so it's I, that's a, yeah. It's not. It's not popping for the kid here. I went in the south. I went back up north. Uh. LA is not popping for the kid, but that's okay because that's probably why I'm not here. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Wait, I said that backwards. That's not why. That's not why you're here. here. Yeah. Yeah. You're not here yeah. to find. You know. Your soulmate. Yeah. But I mean, would you? If it, if if it, it happens, came across, great. Got it. Okay. But I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not. Um, like I said, I believe what God has for me is for me. Every, mm-hmm. every, I just, every relationship that I've been in has been on some rando. Like I'm picking up tomatoes at the grocery mm-hmm. store. So I don't like. For me, it's not a like. I need to find a man. I need to find a mate. And I mm-hmm, need to be mm-hmm. with this one or that one. You know what I'm saying? Hi neighbors. Um, it's it's. You know, when it happens, it happens. And I'm, like I said, I'm on my Kanye. I love me like Kanye loves Kanye. So I'm mm. good. <laughs> so she in love with me. She's dating herself I right am. now. She's loving herself. I'm only, look, I'm an only child. I'm going to tell, I ain't no, I'm no easy win, all right? I'm no easy win, and I'm not easily impressed. And I understand that, you know, because I'm good at home watching a different world on Netflix. Like, Amen. if you follow me on Facebook, you know I've just been so full of, of joy since that came up. And I am perfectly fine at home with a bag of cashews, some water, and watching my Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. Or this little friendly guy. Yeah. Here. Or mm-hmm. little Jack. Or little Jack. Jack's you know. hiding. <laughs> Jack is hiding. Yeah, he's been under <laughs> Yeah. He's hidden, so we don't really know what's going on with Jack. Yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. I've dated some wonderful men. We're still cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, life goes on. But you probably dated some bad men. Let's be real. <sighs> you know, everyone's not wonderful. Yeah, I, the only what about some bad dates? Give me one of those. Bad dates? Bad oh, dates. Oh, I got a good bad well, date. Give me one of those. I um, uh, I went on a date. The one, the one date I went on in L.A., or, like, one of the first dates, 
Um, the guy, like my thing, guys, just, and this is just a hint. Like, I don't know if you guys are going to pick up on this because you don't like listening to women, but trust me, you control the date. When you ask a girl out, you can control the date. You can set the date up and make, make plans. That's the key. Guys today don't make plans. And I had this whole conversation, you know, you do a yeah. little talk, touch, touch, touch before you get together. And I was like, yeah, we'll make a plan. We'll go out. We'll do something. This dude, what do you want to do? Why you ask me what I want to do? And you worried about your bottom line and staying financially sound. Because I might be like, I want to go to Mr. Chow's and then go buy a diamond ring. Don't do that. Make a plan, right? Yeah. So this guy, we came up with a plan to go hang out at Universal. Okay. And we were going to go bowling. So we get to uh, Jillian's to bowl. Mm -hmm. And the lady asks us, do we want to do it by game? It's like a package. Like, you can do it by game with shoes or whatever. You can do, like, five games. He was like, we'll do it by game. I have never bowled one game 10 frames just like 10 frames i've never bowled one game in my life and that's it and that, and that's it right so they gave us the shoes it was just all the whole thing was weird they gave us the shoes he's like i'm gonna go in the bathroom and put my shoes on instead of like just going to the lane to change okay we that means he has no toes pretty much or he's got holes in his <laughs> his holes in his side yeah. or no socks no he might not have feet he could be diabetic i shouldn't tell this story <laughs> that's cold I, could, I just did the diabetes boy. That's not nice. I feel bad now. No, I don't. Um, Is it? So, no, I don't. No, I don't. So, um, yeah, we bowled one game, one game, five frames apiece, and then we went to uh, have a drink. Again, you want to go have a drink? Uh, sure, let's go have a drink. It was happy hour. Drinks like $9. The bill was like 18 I swear to God, the bill was eighteen twenty. He put a $20 down. The bartender took it, brought the change back. This dude scoops up this 80 cents and kicks it out of the, out of the restaurant. Oh, no. Now, I, my mom's a hairdresser. I went to college on, you know, basically gratuity. I've been a server before. Yeah. Like, I, you can't not tip around me. So I reached in my purse and, you know, left the waiter mm -hmm. a tip. Then he... um. Uh, and then that was it. That was it. We one frame, one drink, and his eighty cents. And then you know, I had gone out of town, came back. He's like, I want to see you again. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Still, I don't know you. I only known to do like two weeks. Yeah. He was like, Well, why don't you? Why I come over there? No, you can't come in my house. Like, I may stay with friends that I meet on Twitter, but <laughs> I don't just let anybody. <laughs> like, I may stay with strangers. Right. I, I may stay with strangers in a different Twitter. state, but I don't just let anybody in my house. Right. And he was like, well, you come over here. Now, mind you, he had told me a story about how his friends came over his house and ate up all his, like, pies, like, he, like little snack cakes. And okay. one friend had a house that they had basically vandalized with graffiti. Like, he was telling me all these, like, why would I want to come to your house when I know that's the kind of... It's dangerous. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what's coming or what else might be coming over there, right? Yeah. So I was like, no, you know, I'd rather do something. He goes, oh, I see. You was a gold digger. I'm gold digging off his 80 cents, boo. Wow. He was like, I, and I quote, I'm not trying to be broke messing with you. All you do is take, take, take. You don't give. I known the dude two weeks. <laughs> we had and this one, is the second time yeah, that you guys would be going out. Right. We had one drink and uh, one bowling game. I was a gold digger. And I, you know, and I, even still, I was polite. I was like, look, we, we've had the conversation about, yeah. you know, being in L.A. and struggling and both being actors and stuff. And I was like, you know, maybe we're just not in a place to, like, date. Yeah. You know, like that. And he was like, oh, I got money. No, no. No, you don't. I, you I don't. saw you scoop up that 80 cents, bro. You, you, you don't have money. You don't. And it's okay because I don't have money either. But let's just, you know. And he just, oh, you go, diggy. You like, like going off on me. So, well, you know, that wasn't for me. That was okay. Wow. That was okay. Well, you know what? Maybe he had a lot of money and just didn't want to spend it. me. But, you know, sometimes they say the people who are, like, wealthy mm -hmm. dress like they're poor. Mm. And they're very stingy with no. their money. Yeah. You know, but that if you're trying to date somebody, that's not a good look. But, the whole, but then you wouldn't know that either. But the whole thing is, like I said, fellas, make the plan. Yeah. He could have gone to Ralph's. Got one of their little six dollar subs, mm -hmm. put it in a picnic basket or a, just a, bo a nice bowl, yeah. right? Got two dollar sodas, and we could have gone to like Griffith Observatory and you know, just oh, yeah. spent time. Mm -hmm. 
you make the plan, you control the date. Now you say, hey, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, oh, well, I want to go to Philippe's and then I want you to buy me a Maserati. Don't call her gold digger, you ask her. You, you, if you're going to ask me, <laughs> you, ask. you have to be, you know, accept whatever right. answer I give you. Exactly. <laughs> if you wanted to ask me what do I want to do, maybe I don't know. I don't want to go to the dollar movie. I want to go to the El Capitan where it's $20 just to go to the movies. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to ask me, I might feel like it that night. But at the same time, I might be like, hey, it's Tuesday. Let's go to Popeye's, get a two-piece for a dollar, boo. You're accepting me and you. But you take that risk when you don't make the plan. Mm. So, yeah. So, to that dude, I'm a gold digger. So, for guys, I think out of all that, make a choice. Make a choice. You choose and accept whatever. Right. If you give someone the option, accept whatever I say. Exactly. And a dollar or a game of bowling and a drink means you're a gold digger. Right. So you a gold digger. I was a gold digger yeah. for approximately $28.20. Mm-hmm. I was taking all his money. Yeah. And I mean, it's like there's a clip of Taraji Henson going around from an interview saying how she doesn't date because, like, guys don't court. Like, mm. that that is a, a thing that is missing right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, believe it or not, like, that was a thing. Like, now it's all about people play this game, like, who's... Nobody wants to give up more than the other person. Mm. Or am I getting more out of this deal than the other one? When it was really, back in the day, I think I feel like it was understood it was kind of a 50-50 thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, buddy, you might be paying for dinner and drinks or a movie or whatever, but at the same time, I'm putting in the work to look nice to you, to be exactly. conversational, exactly. to give you attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, But because we're interested. And, and, and I think that's a big thing. Like, people people don't date anymore. And I feel like in L.A. it's hard to date because it is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you can make a plan. There are things. There's a list out every day of, like, 50 free things to do in L.A. So true. And if you just make the plan, then you can make it happen. And I guarantee you, guarantee you, fellas, if you're still listening, because I know you like to tune us out, if you ask a girl out and you make a plan, you get the draws that much quicker just for making a plan. The bar is low right now. I know. Did the you hear that? She just low. gave you pointers I gave on you how the game. to get the panty draws. I gave you the game. You want the panty draws? You missed out if you I'm, didn't hear. I'm giving you prophecy. Don't lay them out. Trust me. Make a plan. And it doesn't have to be, you know, fireworks and we're going to go test drive Ferraris or anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Just If you just make a plan, if you're like, hey, I'm going to take you to dinner. And we go to the movie. Boom. Boom. Being in panty drawers that much quicker. It's like, oh. You'll get the W-Y-D text. <laughs> Come over and watch Netflix. Netflix. Ah, you know what Netflix means? <laughs> means you're not watching Netflix. You ain't watching Netflix. You ain't really going to watch you're gonna Netflix. You're going to get that button. Continue playing. Start from the beginning. Exactly. Come over and watch that Netflix. <laughs> Make a plan, guys. Yeah, because I said, if you actually say, let's watch Netflix, I think you saw, I don't know if you ever saw the meme. Yes. And it says, we actually watch Netflix. Right. Then it's like, oh, well, yeah. you ain't getting You're in the friend zone. Yeah, you in the friend zone. But if, if you, you made a plan, you ain't going to be watching Netflix. Netflix. Not for long, anyway. I'm just lying. I love it. So that's great advice for the men. But what about great entertainment or life advice that someone has given you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody calls me every day like, you need to pack your shit and go home. Um, I guess the the main thing, my mom gave me this refrigerator magnet years ago that said, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you've always imagined. Mm-hmm. So when I get down, when I get scared, and I'm ready to like crap out, I kind of always flash back to that. And I think that was Henry David Thoreau. Mm-hmm. And I might be wrong. I don't care, Google it. It's still a dope quote. And somebody's um, like, actually, that was Michael Jackson. Right, like, still a dope quote, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like that, and Marion Williamson's, uh, like, poem about who are you to not be brave, who are you to not be great. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the whole thing. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. But, you know, that that type of stuff. Um, what, I, what I see... It's just kind of what I see from being out here. And when I look back to all the years that I've watched television and movies mm-hmm. and the actors and actresses that didn't make it and the actors and actresses that I look up to and enjoy, you know, the main thing is that they didn't give up. Mm. You know, you, you 
only lose if you give up. Nothing beats a fail but a try. Cause mm-hmm. you know it, it. You know it's just like I got mad cliches. If you don't ask, you don't know. So you might as well like. What, what do you have to lose? You. What do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. It's all material. Can't take it with you. Might as well try it. That's very true. Very mm-hmm. true. Now outside of entertainment, what is your like? Do you have a hobby or something that you're best at? Like, are you? Can you crochet, bruh? <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh oh. I am the unanimous sleep champion of the world. Ooh. I am a bum, guys. I am a bum. If I am not out here, you know, on set or working in production or grinding or, you know, trying to write my own stuff, I'm straight up in the bed. Like I said, cashews, water, Netflix. Netflix for real, because I ain't got no man. <laughs> but you know, I, I yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of hobbies. Mm. I'm I'm a product of the MTV generation, so I love TV. I just love it. I love it all. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, aside from that, listening to music, just being goofy. Mm-hmm. You know, my hobby. They always say like find a job you love and you never work a day in your life. And I've been fortunate in that I started working in radio when I was in college. So for 15 years, I didn't I didn't know a job because I loved mm. radio. And the same thing with being out here and doing comedy and sketch and improv. Like, I do that. That's my hobby, but it's also my job, and I love it. So mm. that's what I do. I like that. Um, I wrote this question. I guess I was hungry. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I like food. Exactly. I do, too. I do too, but I'm just like, mm. yeah, I, I love eating a lot. But what's your favorite carnival food? My fa- funnel cakes. Someone else said funnel cake last week, too. Okay, I mean... Just classic, like, just classic. the classic powdered... Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't like... It's something about just the sweet fried... Mm. Sugar and fried. Sugar fried fat. It's all mm. wonderful when you put mm. it together. I don't like how we've evolved with the funnel cakes. Like, when I first saw, like, the strawberry syrup with the whipped cream, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. And then now it's, like, different, the blueberry and chocolate drizzle and people putting on... Mm. Like, hey... I love chocolate, but I don't want it on my funnel cake. Because on my funnel cake, I just want fried sugar fat. Like, that's it? Yeah, I just want the dough fried and sugary. And and then you put the the chocolate and everything. I'm I'm not okay with that. It's like, just keep it simple. Keep it classic. Yeah. 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 Now, my next question actually kind of goes back to... Wait, wait, wait. I want y'all to peep behind me. It's a security guard. Oh, shit. This dude? Yeah. Oh, but he got a big-ass thing of cold stone creamery. He's not thinking about us. He ain't doing his job. I said this earlier. Okay. We security just... people. <laughs> you see how to look back. Y'all can't see in the podcast, but y'all can see. I look back just to make sure you didn't hear what I was saying. Right. But they get paid. What, what you doing? <laughs> no. They get, they get paid, like, I want to say minimum wage. Or maybe. They get good like, money. They get good money. I feel like, but well, I don't just, think they get paid enough to care. Right. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you really want me to care, mm-hmm. if you really want me to, like, bogart mm-hmm. and start up some stuff, exactly. you got to pay me that real good money. Yeah, he got his cold stone. He sees a thick black chick with a head wrap. He ain't messing with me. He He's like, I'm there. good. She got two. She got big hoops on, too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's like, you know, it ain't worth it. It's not. It ain't it's worth not. it. It's not. <laughs> But, and he um, got cold stones. Mm, he ain't really working. Look, he got a big joint. He got like like he has my the, cup of he ice. He has the gotta have it. Yeah, he got the all the toppings. He's on there. Uh, but yeah, carnival food. Uh, yeah, funnel cakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, so, oh, yeah. I was gonna say my next one, which kind of goes back, and maybe this is that person I don't know. Mm. Um, but I'll touch on this after that one. Uh, if you could, I don't know what this music is. If you could spend a day with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? <sighs> if I could spend a day with anyone, dead or the notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not the Dalai Lama or Mother Teresa. Biggie. I was like, oh, she want to be deep and philosophical. Oh, yeah. No, Biggie is my everything. Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. I met him four times. I turned the shit in front of him. I just melt. I just wow. Um, but Biggie, that's that's my dude. And I hate, like, um, in October of 96, North Carolina A&T's homecoming, the Notorious B.I.G., Junior Mafia, Little Kim, they all performed. Mm. I couldn't go to homecoming that year. I transferred to A&T in January 97. He was killed in March of 97. I missed Biggie by three months. 
So if I could get the opportunity to sit down and kick it with him, I felt that that would be it. I, Y'all would just, I just hang out. Him, I love him to pieces. Like people in LA, LA love Tupac. Like that's a, I love Biggie. I, we would kick it. We would kick. We would go eat some funnel cakes, get some cold stones, <laughs> get some funnel cakes, and talk some shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but I, I feel like me and Biggie would have a good time hanging out. Dang. Mm-hmm. All right. So that question, you know, just kind of had me looping back to Oscars, and you were mm-hmm. saying, you know, that was not your thing. Yeah. And we kind of know about African Americans and you know having mm-hmm. some issue with the Oscars. How do you feel about it? Like the whole. Well, I feel like the thing about the Oscars, and this kind of opened me up when somebody said it to me, you know, with this year, is like the Oscars sometimes uh, it's more about your body of work than the actual thing you did. But I think there are so many actors of color that have done so many great things that they should have been recognized by now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that. Well, first of all, it's not for us. Like the whole system, the whole kind of America as a whole was not set up for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To put us in positions to heighten our position in life. So, and I feel like with the Oscars, when you have a panel that we know is predominantly white, predominantly male, and over the age of sixty, you're it, it, it's their opinion. It's what they like. Now, if you, if you're a sixty-three-year-old white male, you're not gonna like what a 30-year-old black female likes. Mm -hmm. You're not going to like what a 15-year-old white female likes or white male, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I I feel like, and I don't know exactly how that committee works, but it needs to be shuffled. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It can't be like you just on it like the Supreme Court where you're just there for life because the tides change, things change, you know what I mean? And and there, there there are movies that have been great like I'm forever gonna be mad that Denzel Washington won an Oscar for training day Mm. instead of Malcolm X Mm. because he was transformative in both but why did he get the Oscar for playing the doped up you know criminal cop you know what I mean when when he did Malcolm X and then for him to do Malcolm X and he was so young and he literally transformed not only did he transform from Denzel to Malcolm X he transformed from Denzel to Malcolm X and then the five and it showed like Denzel transforming five times throughout the course of that movie Mm. from like Detroit Red you know what I'm saying so uh, like it's that type of thing but that probably didn't appeal to them you know what I mean yeah so do you think now that may cut out just so you guys know I got like 10% I'll talk quick no 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 you're fine we got 10% on here but we still got time on here okay but um so yeah we're doing good um so with old white men you know I Mm -hmm. I haven't spoken to them but I've from what I've been told and what I've heard yeah it is an older group Mm -hmm. I think mainly is filled with men probably Mm -hmm. some women too do you think that they should just start making it more diverse in the academy do you think that that would make it different Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we are we are a diverse country, mm-hmm. and it, it it just boggles my mind that we're still at this point where, you know, you still have things that happen in like you know like in South Carolina recently, the Walter Scott murder. Like mm-hmm. it's still these 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 same silly stereotypes and tropes that like people of color are bad and all people of color are bad and all white people are good and mm. you know there's good and bad in 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 every race you know yeah. what i mean and i definitely think especially the academy it needs to be more diverse but also television and film need to be more diverse mm-hmm. because this is the world we live in how long we've been sitting here for 45 minutes and all kinds of races creeds and colors have driven back but if a tv show if abc or somebody was doing a television show about this podcast it wouldn't be me and megan no (laughs) and there would be like probably three black people a couple of hispanic people and nothing but white extras you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and it's ridiculous because that's not the world we live in it's not reality so I'm going to sign off on this, but we're going to okay. still keep going on this just because it's at 10%. So to everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Cheers. Listen to the rest of the podcast. You can go to the website, and we'll make sure that you know how to go find the rest of it. So thanks on that one. Peace out. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. All right, perfect. Um, yeah, 9%. Um, yeah, but do you think that television is more diverse or accepting of 
you know, people of color, minorities. I do. As opposed to the Oscars. Or oh, I films do. In, in general. I do. I do. I do. Um, I, I think television is more diverse. Well, it's weird. Because, again, peaks and valleys. Because mm-hmm. if you look at, like, the late 80s, early 90s, when mm-hmm. you had, like, The Cosby Show in a different world, like, you had a bunch of those shows on network. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it went away. And then for a little while, it was nothing. And then now you got, like, Scandal kicking in the door. And so now Scandal begets How to Get Away with Murder, begets Empire, begets That's Fresh the Thursday Off the Night Lineup. Begins, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then you have, um, you know, more, like, when it comes to black people, black people coming into ownership, like with Radio 1 launching TV 1, so you have shows on that channel. You have BET trying to clean up their act, because for a little while, BET was on the number one show. Was, what was it? Un, what was it? Uncut? Yeah, when that was mm. the number one show, like... With was, the nasty video. Yeah, with the booty clapping, with the credit uh, card. Yeah, okay. it, was, it, was hard on, it was hard on the people, you know what I mean? So, um, I do feel like it's... I do feel like television, of course, is more diverse, but I feel like also television has always been more diverse because it's targeting middle America, so it's been more about reflecting what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do feel like it's more diverse than film, but I feel like film needs to get there too because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of, you know, everything in film kind of now is is modern day or supposed to be real life situations, and then it's not real life situations. Mm -hmm. you know, like whitewashed. Mm. Like even uh, Eddie Wang, who's the creator and producer of Fresh Off the Boat, I read an article where he was saying that he felt like his show about being like the only Asian kid in this white Mm. town who like loved hip hop was being whitewashed. Mm. And they're giving him these lines to do in voiceover. And he's like, I would never say this. Like, like, this is not real life, but it's to target that middle American demographic and to target what they believe we do mm-hmm. you know I had a friend tell me one time uh, when she moved to LA she was like 5'5 five, five, 220 pounds and her agent told her like you can either lose weight or you can gain weight because in middle America like you kind of look like middle America mm-hmm. and when they watch television or watch movies they want the fantasy so the fantasy is either super thin and cut up mm-hmm. or just super big rasputia like you know what yeah. I mean um, so she chose to lose weight, which, you know, I'm all for it because, you know, I guess she feels better, you know, healthier, wise, not looks wise. She's a beautiful girl. Um, but, you know, it's, it's that type of thing. Like, definitely film has to catch up because you're making films about what's going on in the then and now and right now. And we see that the films that are grossing the highest that our people are going to see are not necessarily like period movies or like these crazy action adventures. They're like these movies about everyday life that you and I can relate to. Because why would I, why am I going to spend, especially like now our economy is, you know, rough. Why am I going to spend my hard earned money to watch something that could potentially make me feel bad about myself? Yeah. I'm going to watch something that A, I can relate to. It's going to uplift me you know, make me laugh, or, you know, even if it makes you feel sad, but, you know, like, you don't want to watch a movie full of, you know, rich, royal people just having grapes peeled for them all day, like, you, you go see Behind the, Beyond the Lights, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, you go see the Tyler Perry movies, because you can relate, because you got an auntie that acts like Medea, or you got mm-hmm. a cousin that's real churchy, or, you know what I'm saying, so, yeah, definitely, film has to catch up. Exactly. Now, did you always know you wanted to be an entertainer, like, to be in this business? I did. Um, when I was little, I wanted to be an actor. I, I wanted to be an actress, so I, I took acting classes when I was little. I've always been a ham, mm. but I'm an only child, mm. so we love attention. It's always been like, look at me, what can I do, look at me, look at me. So, uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be an actress, and then when I went, was going to college, I fell in love with radio. And um, now that I'm watching, I always credited Angie Martinez, mm-hmm. right, um, from High 97 in New York. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Power 105 now. She made the switch. Um, but I always credited her as the reason why I got into radio. But now, as I'm watching A Different World on Netflix, come over watch Netflix, boo. No. Um, <laughs> now, as I'm watching A Different World on Netflix, I realize... Nah, it was Dwayne Wayne. Like, it, was, it wasn't even you. Dwayne Wayne yeah. so much. Like, 
Um, so then I, when I got to college, I was like, I'm you know, try this radio thing. And then mm-hmm. I did that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I came out here to do casting, do production. And it was like, well, you did love acting. And if you're going to try to be an actress, why not? You're in L.A. Why not try here? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Why not work on it here? So... And I shouldn't say try to be an actress because, you know, we have our affirmations. Exactly. If you are going to be an actress, I am an actress. You claim it, darling. I claim am an it. Actress. Claim it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I am an actress. Yes. Yeah, do it in L.A. So, um, yeah, but I've always been, yeah, look at me, yeah. Crystal's here, you know, make mom laugh. Make, this is like, go ahead yeah. and do it again. My mom um, owned, opened a hair salon when I was eight years old, so I'd always be walking around singing into the room or whatever, because yeah. of course she had me working. Child labor and all, no. Um, you know, I always be singing But your mom, so broom. you can't press charges. Yeah, so it's like, all. I want to, oh, I can't not say something. Not at all. Um, you know, singing into the broom, making the customers laugh, you know. Hustling is like, you better sing. You better sing. Um, a little ratchet, so I don't want to get on my I next s- podcast. I so wish Periscope was I going know. so they could have seen who hit that red. He's little, he did that. Little blue eyed soul. He was blue eyed? It's a white dude in the front. Yeah, oh, he was. chocolates. Okay. He gave a little. Oh. He gave a little Mariah on that. See, sometimes I try to make eye contact with some people because then, you know, mm-hmm. little kids come over here. I think I'm going to try to talk to them. Right. Ask for my number, all that. No. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll be mindful. That's just, right. you know, female issues, girl issues. Mm-hmm. But, um, so let's go ahead and wrap up. I want you to go ahead and tell me what you're working on this year so we could, so people could go support you, see your show, okay, see awesome. your thing, where awesome. to find you. Um, so, um, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Periscope. Thanks Boom, for letting me know yes. about that, Megan. Get on Periscope, everybody. It's yep. free. Yeah. Everybody yeah. likes a free app. Everybody, get free. If it's the one I gotta pay for, I don't like that no, app. No, Um, my, my name is Crystal Bubbling, C-R-I-S-T-A-L, Bubbling with no G. Um, so yeah, I'm on all that. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> um, Google me, baby. I'll be in TMI Sunday, April 26th at the Second City. And um, I'm in a web series called Number 11 that's going to hit the interwebs soon, hopefully. Mm. Um, and it's so funny and so hilarious. Mm. And I'm just out here grinding like bad breaks, baby. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's a movement, son. We're getting it done. No, it's none a movement. Of, none of that. Look at that hood. Look at yeah, that hood that's like coming that. out. Yeah, it is. I'm like, that's why security didn't come over right. here. You heard them. They're like, like, no, I'm going to let them stay. Yeah, they're fine it. over I'm there. I'm telling you, it's the head wrap. The head wrap. They ain't trying to. With the, the, with the earrings. They're like, it's a little too much. <laughs> we can't. True we can't. We can't. We can't take it. True that. Alrighty, guys. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, you guys probably know Bacon Eating Megan on Twitter and Periscope because they're linked together. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have Twitter, go ahead and get the Periscope. It's linked for your Twitter. A little two for one app. Boom. It's free, so it's not really you paying there for two you for go. one. Uh, Instagram Megan A Weaver and Facebook. I have a fan page. I am Megan Weaver, so I've, I've seen the numbers grow on that. I'm like, That's okay, right. let me make sure I keep updating. Um, let you guys know about the podcast and future ones, all that stuff. And thanks so much for tuning in. Oh, I do have something with Town Street coming up uh, this Friday. So townstreetla.org. It's a stage reading. Nice. Um, big butts, hard-headed women. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I make right. sure I had that title right. Big I was butts, like, hard-headed women. Yes. All right. So stage reading is gonna be eight o'clock uh, Friday. So come see it. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And until next time, deuces.